From the headquarters of Team Cowboy, coming to you all the way from Anderson, South Carolina, this is the Finance Cowboy Show, where we're going to teach you how you can create your dream life through the greatest asset in the world, real estate. I'm your host, Jaron Sustar, and I went from having zero properties in 2018 to a portfolio of over $5 million worth of real estate by 2021. And I am excited to be able to teach you all the lessons, tips, and tricks that I have learned throughout my journey, while also introducing you to some of the greatest real estate minds in this entire world. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Kevin and Morgan Mayberry, what is up, guys? I appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. Nice to, nice to be talking with you. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Kevin and Morgan are part of our community, the Rental Academy, and uh, they shot me an email, I don't know, a week or two ago, and they're like, hey, we just closed on our first one, and then we were talking just now, and y'all are literally about to close on your second one right yeah. across the street or in the same neighborhood, right? Walk away, yeah. That is cool. So we're going to unpack all those details and talk about how you found the deals, how you analyzed it, how you fund it, the structure, all that good stuff. So everybody, all the listeners, hang on. But before that, I want you guys to tell everybody who you are, like outside of real estate. Like who is Kevin and who is Morgan and how did you end up here? Yeah, sure. So I'll I'll kick us off. So um, we're here in Pittsburgh, just a little bit north of it. Uh, I work in oil and gas industrial sales. Um, You know, I've been wanting to get into real estate for a long time. And I think it really started with that slow drip to my husband. And a lot of that was was your videos on Instagram, JD. So I would just send him little things here and there, you know, not to push too hard because we had an opportunity a few years ago to, to get into some flips and turned it down. So this was a good way to get, you know, get that foundation. We joined the academy. We went through all of our classes and now we have those that network in place out of Cleveland, and we really dove in. So from West Virginia originally, just uh, you know, just just like uh, the outdoors and chilling and just being with him and I. So this really gives us a way to get our freedom, so that we can just travel and live and, and kind of have a private life, and, and that's what we're both about. So with that, go ahead. Yeah, and I'm originally from the area in which we live, so I don't know what I did to get so lucky to keep her here. Uh, but you know, I'm very fortunate and and. Um, you know, just like you, JD, I believe um, listening to some of your podcasts, listening to you talk through social media, I believe you're in the medical industry. I also uh, work in surgical sales. Um, and, and, you know, social media is such a an interesting place where you can see how successful people are becoming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think growing up, like, oh, if I just have the right job, right, um, I will be as successful as I need to be. And, you know, listening to different podcasts and listening to different things on social media, listening to my wife, more importantly, um, you know, I've really, that's opened, the key. Yes, that's the key. <laughs> it's really opened my eyes to seeing that there is more out there. There is more wealth to generate for your family and generations to come. And that's what really got me hooked. And the more I looked into it and obviously through your class, we, once I saw the preview for your class and we got into it and the affordability of it, um, it was a no brainer for us to get started. Were you guys investing in anything other than like before real estate? Were you investing at all? I mean, just a little bit like, you know, I have a Robin hood account. We, mm-hmm. we have a financial manager that we give some money to, but other than that, no, not <laughs> nothing like this. So it, it was time. It blows my mind because, and not to, not for y'all specific. I was in this boat too. And so many people are in this boat. Y'all are out of this boat now. So I'm not talking about you, but <laughs> there it, we work so hard for our money. And I think we just want to protect it. It's like, we've got it. 
and now we want to hold on to it and we don't want it to leave our side. And I believe 99% of people do that. And that's why we have such a large middle class. Like the middle class to call it the upper class or to wealth their freedom, it really isn't that big of a journey. I really don't, I don't think so. Maybe I'm being flipping here and I'm out of touch, but I've been in both places and it wasn't long ago that I was sitting in the middle class spot, quote unquote, which is a great life, but there's actually more. Like if you will just take the income that you, that you bring in and then use that to buy assets. And if yeah. you repeat that process, income assets, income assets, and what happens is those assets that you purchase with your income, they start paying you back monthly. But even more powerfully than that, they grow in value over time. And you, the, the byproduct of doing all that is financial freedom. And it's so cool. And I commend you guys for starting on the journey because it's not easy. And so I guess, you know, my question is, what did that feel like? What is that, that, that jump from, Hey, we haven't been doing this to now we are starting to buy. What does it feel like? Cause I remember for me in 2018, it was, it was just, it was a terrible feeling and I was scared half to death, but I knew that I had to do it. So I removed emotion. I went and went through and, and got it done anyway. What was that like for y'all, especially after turning down the opportunity a few years ago in 2020? Yeah, that was a it was a little nerve wracking. I gotta say, and I I I give a lot of credit to my husband because, like I said, I started this kind of slow drip process with him, mm-hmm. and I thought for sure, you know, I'll just I'll have to pull him along for like about a year to get him on board with this. And man, did he like turn his page fast? And then I feel at the end now he's dragging me and he's driving this boat. So I mean, I really do have to give him credit. He's sending me stuff on Zillow every day. But that first one, it was a little nerve wracking. You know, it, it, we did it under a HELOC. So it's, it's tied and connected to our home. Mm-hmm. But we have such a good team in place. And when you have that network and you have those people that are really holding your hand and you have the knowledge uh, from the courses that we took with you guys, it, it was just a no brainer. And honestly, all of that just kind of went away when we went up to sign the paperwork. There, there were no nerves there was no anxiety it just we knew we were we were on the right track and we were finally doing something you know for our financial freedom for our time mm-hmm. freedom for the future yeah. yeah i listen to i love listening to these podcasts where there's husband and wife teams mm-hmm. right and i think that's what will drive our success in this is morgan is very decisive and i am very indecisive <laughs> and you know i came home the one day and i was like i, I don't know if we should be doing this i was like i, I we pulled the trigger and i was like oh yeah that you know day. we're dealing we're dealing with you know, potentially having to deal with Section 8 and, you know, a certain class of neighborhood. And I just, the the thoughts were just filtering in, you know, and nothing that there's, not that there's anything wrong with that. It was just giving me reasons to pull out. And then once I finally let go of that, we talked about previous investments and what we're doing. I've actually never felt more safe and more mm-hmm. secure in an investment than I have in real estate, just because of the community in which we're in with you guys and what we listen to outside. You know, you hear all these people say like, I want to get in real estate. I should get in real estate. You see this success. So this is, for me, it feels more secure than even giving it to a financial advisor. I feel like I have control over what I'm doing. So how does it feel? I mean, also, JD, I listen, you talk the world that we live in as well. I mean, the next step is Morgan's going to convince me into buying 50 acres <laughs> and removing ourselves from the world. All the day. Out. And yeah. so having, having <laughs> yes, having something that provides us the life that we want to live has just been so fulfilling, man. So much to unpack. That is, that is an amazing story. And I relate with it so much. 
because I went through all of those same emotions that, in my journey. And it's crazy how when you're on this side of the chasm, call it, mm-hmm. everything seems so out of reach, seems scary, seems impossible, even when you were in the midst of closing on that first deal. Yeah. But when you surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do, and then you actually go and do it, there is the security that comes with it because that whole fear is like what riding a roller coaster. You're yeah. scared to get on a roller coaster for the first time and then you do it and you're like, I got to do that again. I got to do that again. I got to do that again because it gives you this benefit for a roller coaster. It's the dopamine hit or whatever that makes it a lot of fun for real estate. Yeah, you get that. But then you also see like you actually can tangibly almost touch what it's going to do for your future. But I think it's so important to put yourself in circles with people who have already done what you're trying to accomplish. When I started, I, I talk about Gaston a lot. He's actually coming to speak at our uh, Cowboy Conference in November in Greenville, South Carolina. He is my best bud. He's the one who taught me how to do real estate. And um, if I wouldn't have had him in my corner, there's no shot I would be where I am today financially and with my portfolio. I mean, he taught me how to find a deal, how to analyze a deal, how to fund a deal, how to refi a deal, the banks, the property managers, all of it. And so what we've done, you guys are in our community in the rental academy. What I literally did, what I tried to do when I created this product, and we're trying to make it better every single day, is how do I be the gas into as many people as possible? Because not everybody has the luxury of having a good buddy who's in real estate. I got lucky. Like he wasn't even supposed to go in real estate. He's supposed to go in insurance, but he did. He wasn't even supposed to do investment real estate, but he did. So the stars aligned for him that he then passed on that knowledge to me, but most people don't have that. And so we've created the community to give that to people because I know how important it is even for myself today with the experience that I have to continue to be in those circles because it's uplifting. You're learning a ton. And most importantly, I think, like you guys said, you, it it makes you feel secure. You see how many other people are doing it and you're learning from their trials. You're learning from their troubles. I make this analogy a lot. Probably need to find a new one because it's very, very bad. My wife's going to come punch me in the face one day, but it's like when my wife got pregnant for the first time and she's nervous, I'm like, Hey, billions of other women have been pregnant and given birth. You're going to be fine. Get over it. You know, don't say that guys, but that's what, that's what I was thinking. Same thing with real estate. Billions of people have bought real estate. Get over it. You're going to be fine. Exactly. You know, my dad always had this thing that he said, and I think it's one of the greatest and you preach on it too, about networking. It is not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. And when you surround yourself with those people, you don't have to necessarily know your mentors. You are our mentor. This is the first time we're talking to you. Um, just just follow them. They're, it's so easy to do now with, with the internet, with, with social media, with all these things. You can have great mentors, and it doesn't mean they, they have to be in your neighborhood or that you can call them up. Just follow the people that you want to be like, and, and you'll get there. Picture this. You're ready to put an offer on the perfect investment property, but then you hit a wall. Financing. Dealing with hard money lenders is the biggest headache us real estate investors have, and I thought that's just how hard money had to be until I met Backflip. Backflip is totally different. They're changing hard money by making loans actually stress-free, and I know this firsthand because I personally use them for my own deals. It's the perfect combo of tech and real people. Their free app makes everything more efficient, and every loan is personalized to what matters to you, be it low interest, high leverage, or zero payments until you sell or refi. And while other lenders just write a check and forget about you, Backflip has been a true partner for my business. Call them anytime with any question. 
Even if you don't borrow for them, you can use their app to pull comps and estimate profits. Discover the backflip difference at backflip.mobi backslash finance cowboy pod. That's really cool. That's really powerful. I think it's I think it's pretty, you know, whatever the word is, powerful or um, I'm, I'm lacking the word, but it's amazing that you guys saw your roles and you handled it correctly. Before we dive into the deals, we're going to get there, people, I promise. But money and marriage is a big topic for me or uh, finances and marriage or whatever you want to call it, investments and marriage. And oftentimes when one spouse isn't on board, that ends up posing a very large problem because the other spouse doesn't usually handle it in the correct manner. And then it either leads to tension or it leads to somebody's dream being completely derailed. Yep. But you guys didn't do it like that. Y'all handled it like adults and you did it in a drip campaign, which I think is amazing. <laughs> and so, you know, I want to hear both of your perspectives because I think a lot of like husband and wife struggle with this, whether it's about real estate or money or whatever it is. You know, how did you teeter totter around that, Morgan? And Kevin, how'd you feel on your side? Like, did you feel attacked? Like, hey, I know what you're doing. Stop sending these to me. Like, how did y'all balance that? I think it's a cool dynamic. Yeah, for sure. So, like I said he had a he had a friend that reached out to him in 2019. So it was something that we had talked about previously. But I will say right around, you know, the pandemic in 2020, I really wanted to get serious about it. Um, so just slowly over time and, and learning myself as well. So I was following you. And it's really about finding those people that you relate with, that you can trust. Um, you know, your pastor's son, you have good morals, you have the same beliefs that I do. So it was easy for me to follow you, to believe in you, to see what you've done with your time. And, and you have four kids. We, we have none. So I'm like, if this guy can do it with four kids, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like we can do this. Yeah. Um, and it's something like I want to lift, you know, my, I have three sisters. I want to lift them up too and, and teach this to them. So it's really sharing mm-hmm. that. So I followed you for a while. Once I felt like, you know, this, this is the guy, like we can learn from him. Then I lo- just literally slowly started you know, a couple videos a week, just sending them to him on uh, Instagram, letting him see it, letting letting his algorithm take charge then <laughs> and let those things continue to come to him. So the more he solved that, I think, it, you know, it was just easy for him to then go back to his friend and have those conversations. And it just builds. It's It's that slow, constant, steady drip. We talked about it. We do this thing on Sunday. We sit down and have questions. Um, like it's a, a card game and we That's ask cool. questions. a lot of it is financial. Um, it's, it's your goals, it's your dreams. It's, it's what you guys want to do and accomplish together. Where do and you get these questions from? Cause I, I think honestly, it was a card game. I, it was a stocking stuffer for him a couple of years ago. Um, awesome. it was good off Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really good. Yeah. They're, they're awesome questions. They, they really go through everything that, a, you know, a couple should be talking about. Um, <laughs> but a, a lot of those questions were financial. So, um, that was again, just that part of that slow, steady drip with him. And I, you know, you know, you know, your partner and you know how you have to approach your partner. I knew I couldn't jam this down his throat that it would immediately, you know, make him stand offish and, and pump those brakes a little harder. But that slow, constant drip, that was, mm-hmm. that was the way to do it with this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, those are great points. And, and I think the word for me is ignorance. Um, you know, when you when you think of real estate, you think of capital, you think of a large amount of investment. And it took me a while to be educated and understand the process of, of getting in. And that was a big part of, of her educating me and then a big part of diving into 
to your course. And I, and that's, uh, you know, not to give that a plug or anything, but I, I guess my point is, is that you made that very affordable to, to dive in and learn and, and be able to understand the process. And, you know, when I grew up, my, my father was a teacher. Um, my mother, uh, you know, worked for a bank and, and I think they did the traditional ways of investing. So mm-hmm. I was never in, ingrained in me, whereas Morgan had, comes from a, a family of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a clash. <laughs> um, but I, but finally through, um, that education piece, I learned, I was able to see past, you know, and what the potential would be for us both. And here we are today. You guys locked up your first one, about to lock up your second one. And I want to talk about the structure of it because you mentioned, um, you know, feeling like if you're going to buy real estate, you got to have just this unlimited amount of capital. And I try to get the message across from my end. That's just not true. I think you need to have capital. I always say real estate's not a broke person's game. So if you're struggling financially, you got a ton of debt, you don't have an emergency fund in place, you don't have excess income. I don't know if I would go buying real estate right now. You can go be an agent or if you want to wholesale or something, but I don't know if I'd start stacking rental properties or taking on flips. But you don't have to, if you're in a good financial position, you don't have to have all these hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of capital to be able to be successful. That's where being creative and using alternate funding strategies comes into play. Whether you are, like you mentioned, the HELOC or whether you're using private money or whether you're using hard money or whether you're doing seller finance or whether you're doing a mix of any and all of them. And so I know for this first deal, uh, you guys got creative and I believe you did what we call the Burr strategy. And so I don't want to steal any, any more of your thunder. So take us through, try to remember as many details as you can, the purchase price, rehab, what the refi looks like, what that process is like. Cause people hear it from me all the time, but I think there's sometimes like, Oh yeah, okay. Like he can do it. Big whoop. Okay. So this isn't my story, everybody. This is Kevin and Morgan's uh, doing, doing what you hear me talk about a lot. Awesome. Yeah. yeah if you don't mind me just starting with this one, yeah. just because, um, you know, throughout your course, you preach networking over and over and over again. And we wouldn't have been able to do this without networking. I think it would have been really hard to just scour the MLS in our current city and to be able to find the perfect deal. Um, so what we needed to do was find a market that worked for us and also find a trustworthy individual that could guide us through the process beyond the academy. Someone in that market as well that we could yep. network work and, and ask the questions. And you and you give us, and the reason why we did that was because you gave us all of the exercises to do to do that, right? So mm-hmm. um, we put ourselves in a good position in a good market. And so our first deal came out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, because of our networking, we were able to partner up with a, a ton of of wholesale properties to pick from. So we were already, you know, in a good position financially with these properties for these, for these to burr correctly. So I believe our first property was about Mm $83,500 to purchase. And the comps in that neighborhood were coming out at about 135,000. And this property only needed about ten to fifteen thousand yeah, dollars worth of very work. minimum, and a lot of it was on the outside and landscaping and just curb appeal, honestly. So when we when we calculated the numbers and we knew it was going to rent for about fifteen hundred dollars, um, 
we knew that this was the right opportunity for us. I was, I was, we're so close to Cleveland to we were able to walk the property. However, because of that networking that you talked about, we could have done that through video, um, through FaceTime. And it would have been no problem for us just because we knew what, based off the numbers you told us and the calculator we had, we were very confident in the property. Once we um, started that process, again, back to the networking, um, there was a whole team in place for us up there through that networking. You know, once we talked to the agent who is actually my friend, he got us in, talk with, in touch with property management, contracting, um, even different lending terms. I mean, we decided to use a HELOC on this just because we had the opportunity to do that. Uh, we were getting a really good rate. I think it was like 3% for That's three months. Yeah. Wow. And there was a seasoning period that we could actually get out of that in three to six months. So it just made sense for us to use the HELOC and, and kind of mitigate that risk uh, with higher percent. Um, so once we actually got the first property going, um, it became very easy to start looking at other properties and, and calculating the numbers. And we, the last thing I'll say about it is we, we found a really good appreciating area within Cleveland. And so we've kind of honed in on that area and are trying to now capitalize the, you know, that, that section of Cleveland as much as we can. So we actually moved on to, we're going to be closing on a second property as well, just because of the confidence we have in it. I love it. We're going to dig into that one too, because I want to hear all about it, but we were talking offline and I talk about this a lot is really finding an area and nailing down on it. So networking is huge for us. There's a theme. I, I, I say this a lot in my podcast for all the listeners. I get the, the opportunity to interview highly successful people. And so when you sit in this seat, you get to hear the same things over and over. And it's really cool uh, because you you find things that make people successful. And I think the two biggest themes that I hear from successful people is number one, networking, which you just hit it. And number two, delayed gratification. Those are the two biggest things I hear from folks who have done crazy things in life and been very successful. And I preach on networking all the time. I think it's huge. You, it's, it's you, you, Morgan, you, what your dad said, my dad says, it's not what he said. Two things, not what you know, it's who you know, and then pay now, play later. And so he was teaching me networking and delayed gratification when I was younger. And I didn't even know it. I would just roll my eyes. Well, oh, here we go. <laughs> later. <laughs> he was spot on. And uh, so I think that's awesome. But I want to I want to dive into this deal a little bit. Uh, the, the first one we're talking about. So break it down for everybody. So they're doing what's called the Burr method. Kevin and Morgan are. So they're going to Burr stands for buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. OK, so they bought this and cut me off if I say anything incorrectly. They went and bought this property for eighty three thousand five hundred dollars with their HELOC. Okay, so they took a home equity line of credit out of their personal home. They used this HELOC. Did you use the HELOC for the entire purchase or did you do it for, with, for the down payment with hard money? The whole purchase? The whole purchase. whole purchase. So they bought, they spent $83,500 uh, of their HELOC to buy the property. Then let's say they put $15,000 in it. They said 10 to 15 for rehab. Okay, so that puts us all in. Just call it, not, put it $100,000 just for easy math. They are all in at $100,000. Once they rehab that property, they went to a bank, whether it was a small local bank or Kiavi or all these different types of banks who will lend to you. You guys can know who you used here in a second. And they did what's called a cash out refi. So after they bought the property and they rehabbed it, it's the house is now worth more because they bought it distressed and ugly. They made it pretty. So they bought it for 83. Well, now it's worth 135 ish based on comparable homes that had sold in that area. So then they went to a bank 
and they took out 70, 75, 80% of that new value through what's called a cash out refinance. So the bank said, okay, the home's worth 135 grand. What they would they give you guys? 70%? So well, where it depends on the seasoning period, right? Um, and we're still going through that. Um, so you know, if we decide to get 80. 80,000 or 80% back, we'd get 108,000. You get 108,000 back when you're all in the deal at 100, 102, maybe after closing. And so they're going to have a new loan. Let's just say the bank gives them 80% of that new appraised value. They're going to have a new loan of $108,000. They're going to have paid off the 102 that they have in the deal. And then they're going to pocket six grand just goes to them. And now they have this loan at 108,000. And then the property's renting at $1,500 a month. Guys, that is crazy. Congratulations to y'all. That is an amazing deal. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I have to say too, I mean, a big shout out to your team too. I mean, the responsiveness of us, you know, our first deal, we were so nervous. We were putting the numbers in, we were sending it to you guys. Hey, can you check this out for us? Can you let us know if this cash flows? Does this look okay to you guys? I mean, you guys were back to us in less than 24 hours. And that really 30 minutes. Erica (laughs) is phenomenal. (laughs) That girl is on it. I love her. Yeah. And even just, you know, even just you being on the emails, you responding to, you taking a look at it personally, we're, we're eternally grateful for that as well. And, and one thing I'll say too, JD, is that, you know, even if, even if the, I'm not scared anymore about even the cash out refinance, just say we were, just say that it came back and we were needing to be into that property an additional $2,000 of our own cash. To me, that's still a win you know, because of what that's going to do for us in the long term. So while I've been so honed in on this cash out refinance and this one worked out well, you know, if, if I understand the appreciating neighborhood and what that property is going to do in the long term, I'm more willing to make a bigger investment of my own money. Oh man, you just opened a nerdy can <laughs> of worms that I love to talk about. So man, this is spot on. So when you go to do a cash out refinance on a bird, so you've bought a property under undervalued and distress, and you fixed it up. On the back end, you're going to go to just call it a small local bank. You can go to different people, but that's usually who we're going to. They're going to, like we said, they're going to write you a check in a cash out refi for call it 80% of the new value of that home. You're going to take that check and you're going to pay off everything you had before. And if you have excess, you will put that money in your bank account, like this potential deal for Kevin and Morgan. There are times where you will do that refinance and you don't even get all your money back. So there's times like they're going to do where they may actually put money in their pocket. Okay. So your, your value of your home is so high and the rents are so high that you can take a loan out that's going to put money in your pocket on the refi. But there are other times where you'll do a refi and you'll completely break even. You'll just be able to pay off the amount of money that you have in the deal. You won't have any excess money. There will be other times where you do a refi and you still have your own money in the deal. You weren't able to recoup all your money. Guess what, guys? That is okay. Because when you look at usually what you have to leave in the deal off of a burr compared to the amount of money you would have had to put in a deal if you did a traditional 20% down buy plus funding your own rehab, it is not even comparable. With a burr, you may end up leaving, you know, two, five, ten, twelve thousand dollars in the deal. But if you were going to buy it traditionally and rehab it with your own money, your down payment alone was going to be 20 grand. 
yep. before rehab. And so it's not even, it's not even comparable. Your cash on cash return usually skyrockets. You're able to recoup a decent amount of your capital, if not all of it. And it gives you that firepower because as you guys know, the capital that you have, whether it's your HELOC or private money or hard money is the firepower to be able to go and buy the next. And that's, what's so powerful about the strategy you guys just deployed is, Hey, you put out your money and now you're going to recoup it back plus some, but even if you don't get it all back, you still, you still would get the majority of it back. And I think people, when they're newer to Burr, they're thinking if I don't do what I call a clean Burr and get all my money back or get excess back, then I've done it wrong. That is not true. It is okay to do a Burr and not get all your money back right now. It's also okay to do what I call a future Burr. When we talk about Burr, everybody thinks it's got to happen in three to four months. That's fantastic or six months, whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the refinance part may happen a year and a half later, may happen two years later. And so the whole point is it all goes back to finding good deals, right? So I say there's five key things you got to be a stud at in real estate to be successful. You got to be able to choose a market, generate leads, analyze those leads, fund the deals, and then manage rehab and manage your properties. But if we can start with finding good deals, the undervalued deals, then the sky is the limit because it gives us so many opportunities and options as we progress forward. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. That's spot on for us, at least. I mean, we're so new to it, JD, but you know, uh, that makes total sense to us, especially after going through your course. I love it. And it's so cool that you guys are probably going to get money back on this first one. I, I've had a couple where I, I the the most recent one I did, I got $11,000 back on the refi. Nice. Just a great feeling when you get to put $11,000 into your Absolutely. bank account. Because think actually how long it takes for most people to make and oh, keep $11,000. And if you're doing that in three to six months, you're way ahead of the trend. And and I think it's just that thought of people getting over the $100,000 thing that you're purchasing, Right. But it's not it's not a big deal. That money's coming right back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, think how long it takes you to make even six thousand dollars. You know, it takes a minute uh, with just a you know biweekly or weekly paycheck. You're not keeping all that. You might have made it, but you're not keeping it. Yeah. This is just straight up six thousand in the bank, in the bank. And I'd encourage you guys, not y'all, but. Yes, y'all. And everybody, listen, I don't want to tell you what to do with your money while I'm looking. But I try to, when I get money back on a refi, I try to keep that in the real estate world. And if you need it for a project at the house or whatever, I'm not going to come hunt you down and tell you you're a terrible person for doing it. But the, the one thing I've learned is the more, anytime you're doing deals in real estate and you make a profit or you have cash or capital that comes in, if you can reinvest that, back into the real estate and just pretend it's its own little world over here and you don't have access to it for a certain amount of time until you reach your goals, then um, it helps you get to where you want to go a lot faster. So the second property, really quick, break that down. I think we talked about earlier, you guys nailed down one area, which is huge. You found a deal and then you said, okay, well, there's deals here. You know, most people say, oh, there's deals here. Well, I want to go invest in this state now. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, why? You just found a good deal. <laughs> that was my original thought. I, I'm one of those people I like, you know, I like to spread my eggs out in multiple baskets. But this is such a great spot. We have the team. Just, just you know, pound that one home until there's nothing more and then go find another area. Once we've had these properties for one, two, three years or whatever it is, then maybe we'll go look somewhere else. But yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you take the cake on the second one. Honestly, not not a whole lot has changed um, from one property to the other. They're a block away from each other. Uh, this one needs a little bit more rehab, about twenty thousand uh, dollars worth of work. But we also bought it 
for $10,000 less, wow. you know, we're, we're in for about 73, five. And, you know, the ARV is still 135, you know, so um, we're forcing that appreciation pretty quickly with a team that's going to be able to do all of our rehab within about a month's worth of time. Um, and this one doesn't have a renter already in place, you know, so we're really excited to rehab this quickly and get somebody put in place at the appropriate rental, um, you know, the appropriate right. rental rates. Yeah. yeah, I guess that that uh, that it needs to be at. So this one we're really excited about just because of the quick potential on the front end. And what people don't talk about enough, and I, I don't either, is when you stay in one area like you guys are doing, you get to set the comps. Like yeah. you're you're in charge of that area. And that's a powerful thing to be in charge of because you can dictate what houses are going to sell for and what your houses are going to rent for. And, um, you know, and then, you know, like we talked about earlier, the networking, you've got a team now. I mean, that to me, choosing a market and building out the team takes the biggest amount of work on the front end. This is in my personal opinion and my experience. Agreed. Once you have that, then you've got the deal flow coming in. You just keep analyzing deals, keep analyzing deals until one pops, boom, pops, jump on it. And then boom, your team's ready to act. And so, you know, if you can just stay honed in on where you where you originally chose and where you've had success, life is easy. And one little tip I do is when I buy a property, I, if it's local to me, after I'll get it under contract and buy it, I will go drive around and look for distressed or vacant homes mm-hmm. within about a two mile radius. If it's not by where I live, I have whoever my boots on the ground person is do that. And then we'll make a note of those homes. And then I will pull the owner data and then I'll reach out to the owners. So I don't do a lot of cold calling. I don't have time to do a lot of cold calling. But when I do cold call, this is how I do it. Very targeted. It may end up being eight to 12 numbers tops. Sure. And I'm reaching out because it's like, okay, we've already found an area that's working. Let's go find the, the homes that are in bad shape and try to scoop those up too and just continue to turn this area around. And because yeah, as you do cool. that, then you're going to continue, continue to scale the price up. So uh, that's amazing. Well, guys, this has been so cool to hear your guys' story. I got to ask, what's been your favorite part about the Reno Academy? Oh, man. I mean, I think it's, I think it's really just having that team that you, know, you can do. You can sign up for so many of these groups and have Facebook pages and things. But it is the responsiveness um, with, with the coaches as, and the team and everyone that's in it, um, you know, helping each other out. There's people from California, there's people from Florida that we're all over the U S and I think it's just the U S right now, but we're all over and collectively everybody coming together and sharing and helping and just seeing everyone's experiences. That's been the best part for us. I mean, de- definitely for me, it's, it's, it's opened your eyes and it just, it's more knowledge. It's just, more things that you're learning. It's expanding your network. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's people that want to invest where we're at in that Cleveland market and being able to share, you know, our network and help those people out too. I mean, that's just, that's a pay it forward. That just feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, for me, uh, your value proposition is next to none, right? Um, you, You hear so many things when you get on social media. I mean, you could easily drop $25,000, dollars $45,000 on these courses. And you hear these, these stories of these people doing that. And the value that we got from your course, I mean, I literally knew nothing. I knew nothing about <laughs> any part of this. You know, I'm, I literally started from scratch. Um, I watched a couple videos of yours, listened to your podcast. 
you know, I even asked around, they're like, cowboy who? Like, who, who, who's a cowboy? And I was like, so, you know, and I think for me, it was also, you're very open with your morals. Um, you're very open with your family values as well. And that provided a lot of trust with us as well. There was a lot of like-mindedness there as well. So the value proposition, understanding who you and your team were, and then also seeing, like Morgan said, the community that you have. For us, it was a no-brainer. And then once we got into it, uh, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, this could have probably taken us two years to get to get every all the information, if not more, Absolutely. that we needed. And we started in, what, July? Yeah, mid-June. We got back oh, in mid-June. Yeah, mid-June. Right. We bought our first property in September. Yeah. <laughs> you we, know? Yeah, we could have never done that. It's You hate to say, because it seems like a bad analogy, but drinking from a fire hydrant, I mean, that's yep. what the course is. It's everything that you would have to read 20 books and listen to umpteen hours of podcasts and things like that. It's all in one nice little neat place. And you get all that and, and you have that foundation, that knowledge, and then it's on you to go build that network, that team that you need that's going to hold your hand through the process. And once you get a couple of those under your belt, like we, we feel very confident now, we can do this. We can go find some deals. And the last thing I'll say too is I, I found a lot of trust when you, in the fact that you actually turned people away because of their financial situation. So many people would be really interested in taking everybody's money. You know, and a, a lot of the trust that was built for me is listening to how, you know, you really analyze the person that you're bringing in. Yeah. And that was important to us as well. That's awesome. And that means the world. Morgan, one thing we've done too, since you guys have joined, we try to make this product better and you, y'all hadn't even had to take advantage of it because you went out and did it yourself. When Morgan and Kevin joined, the product was, we really taught you how to network and how to build the team and who you needed, how to have those conversations. We've taken it a step further now. So now when folks come in and you guys have access to this too, we were talking about the Pittsburgh contacts in, in your guys' area. But when people come in now, yes, we still teach them all the things they have access to, all the things you guys have done, but we've also built out. I think it's 12, somewhere between 12 and 15 markets that already have all the teams in place. That's and awesome. so they have it way easier than even when you guys started. So if you're closing a deal on your first three months off of me not handing it to you in a silver platter, anybody else coming in, they they come in, we sit down, we have an onboarding call, we figure out what their goals are, and then we immediately plug them into somewhere between yeah. one to three markets. They automatically get leads. They have the contract, the property, all of it's already set up for them. And so, yeah, we've only made it easier. And then one of the things you guys talked about that is was huge for me when I started that we love to do is analyze deals with everybody. I mean, I tell our folks, please don't buy a deal without sending it to us. Like we want to look over it with you, make sure it's a good deal and, or maybe it's not a good deal. And we're telling you, or maybe it doesn't make sense as a rental, but there's meat on the bone as a flip. I'm, I'm in the middle of two flips right now that I tried to buy as a rental, but they just didn't make sense. But then when I ran the numbers as a flip, there was 75 to 90,000 gross profit on the bone for each of them. It's like, uh, yeah, I can't turn that down. <laughs> you do two of those a year. That's, you know, that's a pretty darn good salary. Absolutely. And so just, yeah. And so just having our team to work through then there's so much more. I think, I don't know. There's a, hundred and something hours of training and then we do calls every week and there's the community and then we're having an in-person event and there's just so much that goes on so uh anyways we'd love to help anybody who's listening to this who needs to expedite the process just needs to know where to start whatever it is um let us know uh, i think there's a link in the show notes maybe if not you can find me on instagram dm me and i'll, I'll get you in touch with the right person but kevin and morgan thank you guys so much this was a 
fantastic episode. I love hearing your guys' stories, the breakdown of the properties, and then also that you're paying it forward. I mean, you know, when you say you got four sisters that you, you want to like yeah. teach this to, like, that's amazing. And then being able to help the Academy people with your Cleveland market. So thank you guys. Thank you so much. You've, like I said, you've really put us on the right track and, and we cannot express our gratitude enough. It's, it's been huge for us. So thank you. Awesome. Well, it was a great episode. I'll talk to you soon. Guys and gals, if you listen to this, take a screenshot, tag us on Instagram. What's your guys' Instagram handle? Mo and Lou. <laughs> Mo and Lou. There you go. Tag them at Mo and Lou. Tag me at Finance Cowboy in your story. We'd both love to tell you thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Until next time, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks, Jenny.